Chapter eighty three of the Wild Huntress. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. The Wild Huntress by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter eighty three old memories awakened the rain dropped from her fingers the rifle fell upon the neck of her horse and she sat gazing at me in speechless surprise at length in a low murmur as if mechanically she repeated the words my sister lillian yes marion holt your sister my name how can you have become acquainted with it you know my sister know her i love her i have given her my whole heart and she has she returned your love would that i could say surely yes alas i am still in doubt your words are strange oh sir tell me who you are i need not question what you have said i perceive that you know my sister and who i am it is true i am marion holt and you you are from tennessee i have come direct from it from the obion perhaps from from your father's clearing on mud creek marion oh this is unexpected what fortune to have met you sir have you seen my sister then i have and spoken with her how long ago scarcely a month so lately and how looks she she was well how looks she beautiful marion like yourself she was well too when i last saw her dear lillian oh sir how glad i am to hear from her beautiful i know she is very very beautiful ah me they said i was so too but my good looks have been lost in the wilderness a life like that i have been leading soon takes the softness from a girl's cheeks but lillian oh stranger tell me of her i long to hear of her to see her it is but six months, and yet I think it six years since I saw her. Oh, how I long to throw my arms around her, to twine her beautiful golden hair around my fingers, to gaze into her blue, innocent eyes. My heart echoed the longings. Sweet little Lillian. Ah, uh, little, perhaps not, sir she will be grown by this a woman like myself almost a woman tell me sir did she speak of me oh tell me what she said of her sister marion the question was put in a tone that betrayed anxiety i did not leave her to the torture of suspense but hastily repeated the affectionate expressions which lillian had uttered in her behalf 
good kind lillian i know she loves me as i love her we had no other companions none i may say for years only father himself and father is he well there was a certain reservation in the tone of this interrogatory that contrasted strangely with that used when speaking of her sister i well knew why yes i replied your father was also in good health when i saw him there was a pause that promised embarrassment a short interval of silence a question occurred to me that ended it is there no one else about whom you would desire to hear i looked into her eyes as i put the question the color upon her cheeks went and came like the changing hues of the chameleon her bosom rode and fell in short convulsive breathings and despite an evident effort to stifle it an audible sigh escaped her the signs were sufficient i needed no further confirmation of my belief within that breast was a souvenir that in interest far exceeded the memories of either sister or father the crimson flush upon her cheek the quick heaving of the chest the half-hindered sigh were evidences palpable and pronounced upon the heart of marion holt was the image of the handsome hunter frank wingrove graven there deeply and never to be effaced why do you ask that question at length she inquired in a voice of assumed calmness know you anything of my history you appear to know all has any one spoken of me yes often one who thinks only of you and who may i ask takes this single interest in a poor outcast maiden ask your own heart marian or do you wish me to name him name him frank wingrove she did not start she must have expected that name since there was no other to be mentioned she did not start though a sensible change was observable in the expression of her countenance a slight darkening above her brow accompanied by a pallor and compression of the lips indicated pain frank ringrove i repeated seeing that she remained silent i know not why i should have challenged you to name him she said and still preserving the austere look now that you have done so i regret it i had hoped never to hear his name again in truth i had well-nigh forgotten it i did not believe in the sincerity of the assertion there was a slight tincture of pretense in the tone that belied the words it was the lips alone that were speaking and not the heart it was fortunate that wingrove was not within earshot the speech would have slain him ah marian i said appealingly he has not forgotten yours 
No, I suppose he mentions it with boasting. Say, rather, with bewailing. Bewailing, indeed. And why? That he did not succeed in betraying me? Far otherwise. He has been true to you. It is false, sir. You know not, perhaps, that I was myself witness of his base treachery. I saw him. What you saw was a mere accidental circumstance. Nor was it of his seeking. It was the fault of the Chickasaw, I can assure you. Ha, <laughs> ha! An accidental circumstance, rejoined she with a contemptuous laugh. Truly a rare accident. It was guilt, sir. I saw him with his arms around her. With my own eyes I saw this. What farther proof need I of his perfidy? All that you saw, I admit, but more than saw it, I heard of his faithlessness. Did not she herself declare it in Swampville? Elsewhere? Boasted of it even to my own sister? More still, another was witness to his vile conduct, had often seen him in her company. Ha! Little dreamed he, while dallying in the woods with his red-skinned squaw, that the earth has ears and the trees have tongues. The deceiver did not think of that. Fair Marion, their foul calumnies, and whoever has given utterance to them did so to deceive you. Who, may I ask, was the other witness who has so misled you? Oh, it matters not now. Another villain like himself, one who, oh, God, I cannot tell you the horrid history. It is too black to be believed. Nay, you may tell it me. I half know it already, but there are some points I wish explained. For your sake, for Wingrove's, for the sake of your sister. My sister, how can it concern her? Surely it does not. Explain your meaning, sir. I endeavored to avoid the look of earnest inquiry that was turned upon me. I was not yet prepared to enter upon the explanation. Presently, I said, you shall know all that has transpired since your departure from Tennessee. But first tell me of yourself. You have promised me? I ask it not from motives of idle curiosity. I have freely confessed to you my love for your sister Lillian. It is that which has brought me here. It is that which impels me to question you. All this is mystery to me replied the huntress with a look of extreme bewilderment indeed sir you appear to know all more than i but in regard to myself i believe you are disinterested and i shall willingly answer any question you may think proper to ask me go on i shall conceal nothing thanks said i i think i can promise that you shall have no reason to regret your confidence. 
End of chapter 83